Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Episode 3, Making Friends with Food with Eating Disorder Specialist, Laura Phelan. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Laura is an eating disorder specialist, therapist, and founder of Feel and Well. Since her recovery from anorexia 10 years ago, she now specializes in eating disorder recovery and helps many people develop a healthy relationship with food and, of course, their body image. Laura works closely one-to-one with clients, writes articles on mental health, and is one of our alternatively healthy resident nutrition experts. Her main goal is to help raise awareness and support anyone affected by eating disorders. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. Thank Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming today. So as mentioned, Laura is an eating disorder specialist. It's very, very important in the industry at the moment. Like you've got a hell of a lot coming towards you at the moment, haven't you? Yeah, there's a lot of people out there struggling. And I think everyone is starting to become aware of that, Mm. that relationships with food are few and far between where they're actually quite healthy and good. And it's amazing, actually, that people are starting to realise, I think, and that we are starting to make a bit of a change. Yeah. But I guess, firstly, I know that you have battled with your relationship with food. Today, we're going to be kind of talking all things relationship with food, all things how it links to your body image, relationships. Yeah. And very top line as well. So not necessarily just eating disorders or disordered way of eating, but actually, you know, if you're just looking for some telltale signs that you might have an issue with food or some of the fads we're seeing in the industry, some of the things we're seeing going down. So this is really for anyone who thinks that they might be struggling with food or they have stress around food or they have anxiety around food at the moment. Sorry, obviously we know each other very well and I know that your story is quite an amazing one with your own personal battles. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about your own personal battles with food? Sure. So funnily enough, my post today was around this because Mm. I get a lot of questions, people asking, how long does it take to recover? When will I be recovered? How long is recovery? When can I start doing work to help others? And my first answer to that is how long is a piece of string? For me, I've been, I think it's almost 13 years since I started my recovery process. So that's a very long time. And so if I take you back 
then. I was a young teenage girl. I was pretty happy. I didn't have bundles of high self-esteem. I was quite shy. I wasn't the most confident person. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because having low self-esteem can definitely make you more vulnerable to developing something like an eating disorder. And for me, funnily enough, it quite literally started as me going a little bit healthier with food, eating better, exercising more. But I was 13. So, of course, I didn't know what that meant. For me, that was eating certain things at the time of day and cutting out things rather than actually thinking what nourishes my body, what makes me feel good. So before I knew it, that turned into an obsession. And alongside the obvious, which was weight loss, I did suffer with anorexia. More importantly was my mental withdrawal, which was the worst thing and the thing that really started telling signs that I needed help because you become withdrawn, you become obsessed, you're preoccupied with food, your brain is starving, you're starving, and it's quite a miserable existence to live, especially for a 13-year-old girl. That's really young, really, really young. Yeah, it is. So you battled with it, and I guess we'll probably talk a little bit later about how you kind of came over the recovery, because then we can bring in some lovely stories. But I think, as you said... Confidence is obviously a really big thing, but when you're dealing with a lot of your clients, obviously you see people one-to-one. Yeah. What are the main reasons that some of them develop eating disorders that you see? Like, what are the most popular things that are kind of the reasons behind the way we have a relationship with food? Surprisingly, a big number of people are similar to myself Mm. in the sense that it's something that they just wanted to be a bit healthier or they wanted to just, I guess not mess around with their food, but change their relationship with food in some way without any knowledge of how to do that healthily. You know, Mm. food is a basic thing. It's something we need. Whatever form it comes in, we need it. Whatever size we are, we need it. And I think if you're playing with that at any stage, then that can become really dangerous. Other things, trauma, family can play a role, environment, if something bad happens to you. The thing with eating disorders are... There is never one single thing that causes it. What I've been told is that it can almost lie dormant and then certain things can bring it up. So for some people, it might be a massive change in their life. It might be something quite disruptive. It could be a break in the family. It could be something happening to them which was quite difficult. But for other people, it could be as small of a trigger as it seemed to be for me, whereby I simply wanted to be healthier in myself. So it's so unique. It's so unique. And also, I think there's really something to be said about the spectrum of yeah. disordered eating. So mm. obviously you're quite categorically talking about how you had an eating disorder. Yes. Food for me was always a tool. It was a fuel. My body was my tool and food was my fuel. Yeah. So I was an athlete, I was a gymnast and I had to kind of feed my body. But I guess, so even from that age of feeding my body to go and be able to work out as many times as a week as I was working out, yeah. my food was a massive part of my life. It was a restriction. And I also was intolerant to dairy from birth. So from okay. birth, we were having to find different ways for me right. to eat different food. I guess what I'm saying is that all my life, food has been a massive part of my life and a yeah. massive part of my everyday thinking, what I do, I speak to clients. But I wouldn't necessarily say I have an eating disorder or yeah. ever had one as that fits under categories of bulimia or anorexia but so what would you say the actual spectrum is because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that maybe just snack too much or just think about food a lot and don't necessarily have there is definitely a spectrum and I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that as a society we are quite obsessed with food and I don't say that lightly what I mean is that we're all 
overly aware what we're putting in our bodies sometimes overly aware of things like exercise or other people what they're doing and under that comes people's relationships with food so it's like there are so many new diets out and we're always bombarded with things and I think in the kind of society we're in now where you have access to millions of people's food choices every day that's very overwhelming especially for people that are on their own journey with food Mm. you know if they're not focusing on them and their relationship with food and getting help from a proper professional who can help they're just looking maybe on Instagram feed all day seeing what other people are eating which of course is going to make them question their own choices and then make them feel a little bit more preoccupied and disordered about their own food choices obviously you're saying like as society we are so obsessed with food and obviously setting up alternatively healthy I did this to kind of bring some credibility back and yeah I don't know if you agree with me, but I think a lot of it comes from, as you said, social media, mainstream, press, print, yeah. TV adverts. It's this diet culture, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess are. that um, there's two points here, A, diet culture, but B, social media. Where's the danger of watching what maybe other people eat when you're kind of looking at your own path? Like, for example, I yeah. saw on Instagram yesterday, a girl put up on Instagram, oh, I like to treat myself two to three days a month with the foods I, I like. I to do it every day. I know, right? <laughs> so she put that up and I was like, okay, where's she going with this? And I saw it, it was mm. dark chocolate and strawberries. And I was like, honey, that is not a treat in my book. So, like, I mean, we can go so many routes, but social media, firstly, what part do you think that that has to play? In? And what advice would you give people on social media when it comes to their food? I think firstly it's acknowledging that there isn't much we can do about the fact that social media has expanded and there is so much that I really admire about it and I do like about it. Mm. This is what I say to my clients and what I often do myself is if you are struggling with your relationship with food, a lot of things that you see won't help you even if they're meant to be helpful because you're always going to compare yourself. Does that make sense? So obviously I would always say if you're going to be following someone, it has to be someone that you know is giving you advice based on something that is actually helpful and maybe from, you know, like a scientific point of view where you can actually take advice about nutrients and stuff as opposed to just what they're eating and things like that. Because if you start comparing that back into yourself, then that's going to become really difficult. And, you know, we have no control over what other people post and, they should be able to post really, I guess, what they want. Yeah, it's about it's your reaction it? to it. And that's really hard. Yeah. So that's where it's important for you to say, okay, maybe I'd take a step back. Maybe I don't follow so many foodie accounts. Right now, it's not right for me. Maybe down the line, you know, I love looking at them now to see all the different recipes and stuff. But yeah. once upon a time, I didn't. I mean, we could talk about social media forever. Yeah. I think the key, obviously, is, is about learning that everyone's different yes. and this moves on really nicely to us talking about diets so mm-hmm. I have a big belief that like with exercise for example no one size fits all approach no. like some people are better with weight training some people are better with hit training some people are better with yoga and it's about finding out what's better for you and I guess is that the same thing with food like yeah it's also about what feels good for you yeah. so I know we've spoken about this before yeah. and you know, it's so important. Food is such a basic need, right? And if you spend all day, every day eating things that you don't like because you think that they're healthy, that is only going to propel an unhealthier relationship with food. Yeah. Because the whole time you're thinking about what else you could be eating and what you're missing. And it actually ignites something called the deprivation schema. And I'm not going to go too sciencey, but it basically means that you're going to be then thinking about the food that you're lacking, i.e. down the line, it might, might lead to something like a 
binge or overeating yeah. on it, which, hey, we're human. If you deprive yeah. yourself of something, you're going to want it more. Yeah. And that's why I just think it shouldn't be about restriction. Yeah. You know, you've got to listen to what you want as well as what you know is good for you. I guess that's what diets are as well, isn't it? They are yes. all some form of restriction, whether it's vegan, yes. paleo, gluten-free, dairy-free, or restricting yourself from something. And mm. I've been gluten and dairy-free for a very long time, but... Dairy, I actually, I sip it and I get spots and I feel sick. Um, But I do still put like halloumi and feta into my diet. And it's different, obviously, it's not cow's dairy, but it's still dairy. So I actually have found that sheep milk is a bit better for me. But like gluten, I always try and still have random things in my diet Mm -hmm. that I have it in so that I don't become completely intolerant. But I guess from your perspective, what would you say to someone if they were like, well, no, but I can't just eat what I want. What happens to eating what you want? Like, what happens to you if you allow yourself to eat what you want? Mm. I really like this question because it's something I talk about with my clients um, in my practice because as soon as we say the words eat what you want, most of the time people think that means that they're going to eat everything. But actually, when I say to someone eating what you want, I mean eating what you want because it feels good Mm -hmm. and it feels like it's nourishing you and the choices won't just be based on you eating and eating and eating. It'll be based on the fact of what you actually want to eat, which will be listening to your body. Mm -hmm. But our first kind of thing that comes into head is if I eat what I want, I'm going to eat everything. Because we're almost programmed and perhaps this is when we go back into the media a little bit, that eating what you want and doing what you want means that it's just going to go full-blown into something else. I think it is really interesting I tested it myself this year I think one of the big things I always thought was like holidays were always a bit mm, yeah. you know where I was holiday going, mode, yeah, holiday yeah, mode yeah, yeah. I've got a timeline that I need to be yeah. good for and I yeah. was always like being healthy for something and this year I was like you know what I'm going to eat what I want when I want I know what healthy looks like so for I'm still, you yeah. exactly. so I'm still going to not sit there and eat McDonald's every five minutes but in doing that I actually did feel like I wasn't fussed about that bit of chocolate because you weren't obsessing yeah, because remember it. the more rules that are there the more rules are to be broken the mm. worse you're going to feel feel if you look at it as rules and you break them rules the guilt comes in yeah the mind stuff comes in that's where the relationship starts to go awry whereas if you take out the rules and you have to start slow don't get me wrong I'm not saying in the modern day it's easy to have a really intuitive or mindful relationship with food all the time when we're constantly bombarded with it but the buck starts with you yeah and it starts with your own food script what you like to eat what makes you feel good and just focusing on yourself solely No, it's really interesting. For people listening to this who are like, I don't have an eating disorder. Yeah. But perhaps they are intrigued because they know that they have a bit of a weird relationship with food. So what are some of the telltale signs that someone can look out for to know that maybe perhaps their relationship with food needs a bit of healing? Preoccupation. Mm -hmm. So thinking about it a lot giving it a lot of thought don't get me wrong thinking about what you're going to have for dinner later and looking forward to it and thinking oh I can't wait to be in my pyjamas we're eating my dinner with a loved one great where it's on your mind and you're worrying and it's distracting you from getting on what you want to do that's when I would start to say okay because surely you should be able to think well if I need to eat I will eat yeah the food that's yeah. available right and you know it took me a very long time oh God, yeah, to, to believe that don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's easy so that's one i think relating food to the way that you feel about yourself so if it's like oh i've eaten this so i'm bad or i've eaten this so i feel bigger for example if you actually relate it to the way you feel about yourself and your body image and the way you see your body again yeah. even if it's not every minute of the day It's still something to look out for. You know, I'm all about prevention. Mm -hmm. If you feel like your relationship with food is not that healthy or could do with some 
revamping in the sense that you take a step back and look inside yourself and what you need, Mm -hmm. then start that conversation early. Think about what's happening. Where is the obsession starting to come out? Where are you overthinking things? Are you restricting yourself? Even if it is only a few times a week, are you restricting yourself? Are you saying, oh, I shouldn't have that or I feel bad about having that or having something and feeling guilty? You know, we're only human, but you need to be aware of these things creeping in. But this is where I think there is more of an issue, perhaps, than we think there is. Because the rise of orthorexia, obviously, and we'll talk about mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But you've got anorexia, bulimia... Binge um, eating disorder. Bin- yeah, binge and fed What's that one? It's an unspecified eating disorder. So that's kind of what we classify as disordered eating. So oh, someone fine. might, might experience yeah. lots of different disordered eating. And obviously, it's, it's kind of a way for us to express that they still need help and deserve help. Yeah, because I think there needs to be help or places that people can go or just like places to change their mindset. Because just listening to you say preoccupation was the first one. And then the second one was... Relating to how you feel about yourself you, and I mean, your body image. I mean, to me, that just sounds like me. As in like, I've done that all my life. And I can say that now because I feel like in the last six months, everything's really changed. I can't remember the last time I joked about being gross and fat. And I can't remember the last time that I was like, oh, I ate that food and I feel really bad for it. And when I have come back into that place, like if I've been stressed and I've done it, I've gone wow that's and what you used to do all the time that's the difference though as well I'm not saying that as human beings you don't experience these thoughts I'm not saying if you do experience mm. them you have an eating disorder but the ability to bounce back yeah. remember that you know in CBT you've got like the thought the action yeah. the feeling etc then the behaviour if you're stopping at the thought and the feeling and not letting it go into a behaviour then, then you, you're, you're doing you're pretty good it, yeah. it's when it starts going into your behaviours obviously it's not good to have the thoughts and feelings either and I think to anyone listening there like this is not to get you to go oh my god I've got an issue because I mean I know I count any like a number of friends a number of very people like that are close to me in my life that do all think about food and they are like oh when's snack time and it's a joke and we're not trying to say oh you've got an eating disorder if that's the case or a disordered way of eating but I actually think that there is a more widespread amount of girls who do you know, I see it with my clients they yeah. all come to me and actually something I really wanted to talk about is the girls that I have a lot of girls that can't lose weight because they're not eating enough that's always the thing when mm-hmm, I ask them mm-hmm, to look at their mm-hmm. food and I'm not a nutritionist but I obviously I did the advanced nutrition course with my PT so sure. I can understand and I can look yeah. at their food yeah. so I get them to always write me a food diary and yeah. I'm amazed at how little they eat like and that's the best part is educating people how much you can eat to still well like, again we're programmed aren't we yeah. less is more etc we're actually we look at taking away what I like to look at is enhancing yeah what can you add to enhance things whether that's a helpful behavior whether that's a food mm. you know whether it's putting something with your porridge to make it a little bit more substantial yeah. something you enjoy and I think we need to get out of this mindset where it's about taking something away yeah why absolutely. can't we be adding things yeah. in I think that's the thing is, you know, so say whoever's listening to this, they're like, okay, I do stress about food quite often. I do think about food quite regularly. What now? They don't want to come and see someone because their issue is, Mm -hmm. you know, they're now realising that there's maybe four or five people or hundreds of people that are definitely very similar to them. So what are some of the steps they can do? Because I know what you said about bouncing back. And I think that's an art with a lot of different fitness. And that's also a lot of like self-esteem, essentially. I would actually say the first thing is is take a step back. Mm. If you're feeling a lot of the anxiety around social media or with certain people or other people, take a step back and think about yourself. For example... If you took out everyone else out of the equation, so often I say, if you're on a desert island, would you still find this food a fear food? Would you still ban it from your diet? Mm. 
Yeah. And it stops someone and, and they kind of think about it because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, what are you associating with that food? Is yeah. it that you shouldn't be eating it? Is there shame? Is there guilt? Are you worried someone's going to say, oh, should you be eating that if you eat it? Yeah. Therefore, if you were on your own, would it change? So kind of the opposite to you, my best friends have just the most wonderful relationship with food. Yeah. I honestly mean that. They literally, food is food. Yeah. And I adore that. And I yeah. think there are genuinely lots of people out there yeah. like that. And that's kind of where you should be getting to in that moment yeah. and taking a step back and getting back to that and just listening to yourself and eating what you want because it feels good for you and you enjoy it. Yeah, no, I think as a world and as a population in general, I think we've become really out of tune with just listening to our bodies and what they want. I know like that's what I kind of teach a lot when it comes to exercises. Yeah. Are you going to the gym because you feel good? Are you going to the gym because you want to and because it's going to yes. make you feel good? And one of the things I noticed was happening with my food was... I wasn't ever eating when I was hungry anymore. Mm, I'd become yeah. so entwined with like, okay, it's 11 o'clock, it's snack time. Habits, oh, rituals, yeah. regimen, it becomes boring. Boring. So yeah. like, is that something you see that's quite common? And like, what yeah. are your advices and on that? It's really funny because, you know, we both work for ourselves, right? Yeah. We're busy. And last yeah. night I had one of the moments. I was exhausted and I didn't go to my Pilates class, which I genuinely love yeah. because I listened to my body. And I think it's hard to do that. But it's so necessary, and especially with food, it's really necessary to take a step back and think, you know, are you just eating on clockwork? Yeah. You know, is it always like that? Have snacks with you, maybe, but test yourself, you know, give yourself an extra 10 minutes or eat 10 minutes earlier. If you're really hungry, you know, normal eating is some days that you're more hungry and you'll eat more. Some days you're less hungry and will eat less. But it's about not stressing about that and... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Guys, it takes time. I'm not yeah. saying that happens overnight, but that is what you should be aiming for. Not 7 o'clock breakfast, yeah. 12 o'clock lunch. It will change, and that's okay. I think even flagging 
like saying when was the last time you ate because you were actually hungry mm-hmm. is like a big thing for someone to take away from this and be like shit I can't remember the last time I yeah. ate and ask yourself hungry. what yeah. does hunger mean to you is it a physical sensation is it more of a mental thing mm-hmm. is it in your mouth is it in your stomach are you getting to the point where you're feeling faint yeah you know all of these signs will actually indicate to you it's almost like a body scan it will indicate to you whether you need to think about your hunger signals and whether you're fueling yourself properly and enough we touched on this in one of our workshops and um julie and re were talking about emotional hunger versus actual real life genuine hunger yeah and julie gave a really good point and she said the broccoli (laughs) test and and it really did like so many people messaged me for weeks after so guys if you're listening the broccoli (laughs) test was when you're coming in from that night out or or you're raiding the cupboards because you want something she was like if you're in that kitchen and you are concerned about whether you're really hungry at that moment and ask yourself if you'd eat a bit of raw broccoli at that moment yeah. in time and then you'll tell yourself and if you want to eat that broccoli still then you're hungry yeah. but I do think like I guess we'll go on to binge eating because I think when you think of binge eating you think of physically sitting there and stuffing like that's mm-hmm. the image I get stuffing your face and eating until you're sick and uh, but actually is there a lower spectrum of binge eating like what does binge eating actually what's it defined as yeah and I think it's really important to talk about this because unfortunately there's a lot of shame attached with it and mm. a lot of guilt and I I wish I could take it away from you because I want you to just understand that disordered eating is disordered eating and yeah. you deserve just as much help you know binge eating to someone is very different to the next person the main thing I would look out for if you feel like you're in a daze while you're eating mm. and you're not really there it suggests that you're almost using it as a way to block or manage your difficult emotions you're almost not aware of what you're doing you know I had a gorgeous pizza Saturday night at midnight randomly with my friends in the snow but I was very mindful of doing it I wasn't in a daze you know no I don't do that all the time but I wouldn't have considered myself binging or overeating because I wanted to have it you could be having something really small but almost not be acknowledging the fact that you're doing it it's almost like a form of escapism so that's when you need to think about that that's binging for example or you're actually having a kind of moment with food which doesn't feel good and then obviously the guilt comes after yeah and what are your thoughts on a lot of that being revolved like I always found that I was always hungrier or would eat more when I was stressed Mm-hmm. And it was more actually that I was eating so quickly, being in such a rush. It wasn't stress yeah. as in like, I'm stressing about yeah, my yeah, food. Yeah. I was in such a rush. I would scoff my food and I guess I would just eat so much because I didn't even realise I was hungry. Yeah. And I think, again, that's, I don't know, like what are your thoughts on is that normal way of eating? Like what can we do to kind of get rid of that, I guess, slow down and eat? Yeah, slowly, right? it's, it's really hard though because, again, I don't like to sugarcoat the pun things too much because I know that sometimes we just have to be realistic. Mm. So I'll say when you have the chance, even if it's once a day and you can sit down and enjoy your food yeah. and put some music on no phones. and be relaxed, yeah. do that, you know, and make it an enjoyable experience because the more positive experiences you can have with food, the more positive your relationship with food will be yeah. just like with your body and and things like that you've got to give it time you've got to give yourself the time to enjoy it yeah you know we all have rushed food at some points we all yeah. do it but no, where you do. can give yourself that time to, you know like you wouldn't we're in a restaurant we spent for two hours yeah well it's an element of self-love i think as well like mm. allowing yourself that time to sit and enjoy yes. your food and remember what food yes. is for and i Absolutely. am so happy at gratitude this, for yeah it. i'm so happy at this point in my life to really admit to people that like you know what perhaps if I'd gone and seen someone four or five years ago when I was in my really bad state they probably would have classified me as having a disordered way of eating and I didn't know it and I just want everyone to know that like 
it's not necessarily an eating disorder, but there is life where you do go a whole day and you don't think about when food is next. You don't feel bad about food. I think a lot of people, from what I hear in my conversations with a lot of my clients, they just think it's normal now because especially in our industry, we go for brunch meetings, we talk about food a lot, we go, oh, what's for dessert tonight? And like, honestly, I would say it's really only something I've mastered in the last eight months, but like, I genuinely can go a whole day now without like overthinking it worrying you might think yeah. about it there's a difference between isn't there between thinking yeah, and worrying well, I think like yeah. oh, I haven't made my lunch today but yes. actually it's so bloody refreshing <laughs> and I feel such a weight off my shoulder yeah. to literally be like I just ate chocolate and I didn't even think about it yeah. and I had lunch four hours ago and I don't know when lunch is next but I'm not hungry yet so it doesn't matter yeah. and it exists it's the, I know it I'm smiling be, because yeah. it's so freeing yeah it really is it's and so free. girls you can do that too and I know a lot of my clients will be listening to this in terms of the exercise and I, I do want to talk about that relationship between exercise and food when people come to you and they've got oh yeah I was obsessed with exercise as a teenager they come kind of hand in hand don't they they can do not for everyone but a lot of the time you know it's obsession for obsession Mm. and once you're obsessed about one thing it's you know in terms of health as well it's these things that I have to go to the gym and I must be this and I must be that and I must be eating and do you think you have to have a an obsessive personality to go down this route or not (sighs) that's such a tricky one it's such a tricky one I would say more perfectionism Mm -hmm. is something I see a lot now obsessions and compulsions yes often run hand in hand Mm. but like everything you're very unique however perfectionism is I do like sometimes a whole session on it with people perfectionism is about expectations it's about rules it's about never feeling good enough and of course if people try and master perfection in their food they think that they're getting somewhere but of course that's why you're left feeling again not good enough with your food hence the cycle continues so you've touched quite a bit i think throughout this whole thing on not feeling good enough self-confidence self-esteem self-esteem is like one of the core things about recovery or even checking in with yourself about Mm. any kind of disordered relationships with food or other things because if you have a good level of self-esteem you are less vulnerable to developing things such as eating disorders. Yeah. I think self-love, self-esteem, all of yeah. them, they're such big topics at the moment. Absolutely. And I mean, I've had so many conversations with people where we've tried to discover or look at maybe what was causing their self-esteem, what caused it. And I think it's kind of an, a can of worms. Everyone's different. Oh, yeah. Life. It's very much the same with eating disorders. I was reading a Deepak Chopra book. Okay. It's about the resurrection of the body. So I was doing a lot of research on some of the articles that I was writing about looking at your body in different ways so it wasn't necessarily yeah. food focused and it was more about loving your body it's just a home that houses all of your yeah, yeah, yeah. things and he says in there he says one thing that he wants to like give people a little tip to take away is that if you love yourself enough and you say that out loud you quite simply will change the way that you have a relationship with food and exercise instantly so not necessarily like master it or like overcome it but I put it into practice and I said it like once when I went to the cupboard to get something and I wasn't hungry and I was literally going to get a rice cake because I was bored and I was like it's not I love myself enough not to eat that because that's almost like restrictive isn't it I want to be careful here what we say so don't people take it the wrong way but it's like I love myself enough not to put my body through if I want to be really careful how sounds I like you're saying out. I just I love myself enough to listen to what my body actually needs right yeah. now so one yeah. of the things I ask people is if you think your relationship with food is disordered ask yourself what else you really want interesting what else is it you really want so maybe it's that you need a chat wow. maybe you need to sleep maybe you need to check in with yourself and say I'm stressed yeah. and I don't want to acknowledge that right now because I've got a whole day to get through. It's really interesting that you mm. say that. I guess that must like open up a lot of 
It does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what do you want? What yeah. are you lacking? And I say that to people when I'm coaching them, even through like changing their careers or like, even when it comes to the gym, I'm like, what do you want from this? Like, do you want an amazing body? Because you're not going to get one by going to the gym six times a week, hating it going there because you hate it and I'm sure like I'm obviously no expert when it comes to the food thing but when I'm talking to people about their relationships with exercise I think one of the biggest things as well for me is I say well, what are you getting out of this you're not an athlete yeah. you don't need to be training in that way so it's really interesting and I want to know your thoughts as well because I think for me a lot of my relationship got weird with food I think when I was training and I was like calorie counting macro counting now I thought it was really good for macros the time. are calories aren't they yeah so macros are the amount, of car- the amount of carbs proteins and fats right. you split your day up right. it was really good for me because I actually learned what as a, a PT yeah, yeah. I had to do it yeah, because yeah, you have yeah. to learn what a healthy day looks like yeah of course what are your thoughts in general on calorie counting and to all those people that are counting their calories I and- used to be the master of calorie counting yeah. I could go to any supermarket with my eyes shut and tell you what was there And it was one of the worst obsessions I ever had and the biggest holes I fell into because what I was eating, which I won't tell you because you don't need to know that, (laughs) wasn't nutritious in any bloody way. Um, Alongside everything else, I was extremely malnourished because I had no idea. You can't tell health by a number. And I know we always hear this, but you really, 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 really can't. And I think the moment someone starts spouting that to you, you've got to question it because there are lots of foods that have the same calorie content but do a very different thing for you and make you feel a very different way yeah Lucy's very good at uh, least amount of me love her like she's quite oh, good oh yeah I know she's Lucy. quite good yeah, at doing yeah. like this is 1300 calories I'm but just so is this her stuff. Yeah, yeah 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 it's good it's a clever way of getting people to kind of see that a donut has the same amount of calories and yeah. like, you know I say that to people a lot of people are like oh why don't people eat fruit when they're bodybuilding or they're doing comp or whatever and I'm like because an apple has the same amount of calories as like a chocolate bar yeah, so, yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. you know people don't realise that and it's did like, you see the time to change campaign no so it was a you should watch the that would make you really angry it's for children and says they should only eat two 100 calorie snacks a day which again can you imagine a child going around thinking that and maybe having no nutrients and being malnourished and getting ill because their immune system Mm. I mean it's shocking that this is the reality that we're in and this is how badly we can get with these misinformed I have to say I think as much as I hate to like talk about it so much because alternatively healthy is so amazing but it, it is a lot of it is to do with the media a lot of it is to do with the media I checked in yesterday I was just checking ahead of this and I was like Jesus I was looking at the titles and it was like yeah. how to burn calories 24 hours after your workout you know it's all calorie counting restrictions diets rules yeah. we were talking about it before we started the podcast about mainstream celebrities that are at the top of their game with fitness and you know you were saying that they were talking about starving themselves for a photo shoot and blowing up to pick their muscles big like guys that's not normal that isn't a normal relationship and also you you know judge what they're saying Mm. and question it I want you to think of it as if I always say to this think about what you needed to see when you were younger and vulnerable so if you've got someone in your life right now that's younger and vulnerable think about them seeing it and think about how angry you are for them be angry for yourself you don't need to take that on you are not living that lifestyle yeah. you are not them you can never tell someone's complete lifestyle anyway from social media yeah. so why take that on upon yourself I know it is like a big thing and we keep saying it I think people are becoming more mindful now of of being a bit aware of what they're watching on Instagram and what yeah. they're seeing oh, in yeah. the social media, but then equally, it doesn't still it's subconsciously like 
we've got so much health content available to us yet we have it's overwhelming it's overwhelming and it is you know people might be sitting there listening to you or I and be like well they're just another person telling me another thing someone wants to ask you what okay you've told me this and I feel like I have got a bit of an issue around food what are some of the steps that you say to recovery and what were like the main things that help you recover I know it's really hard because we've got hundreds of different people at different levels here really openly admit that there is something going on whatever the spectrum is if it's a small problem or a big problem just be ready to admit that and step into it you know Mm. very different lifetime for me but I was in denial for a very long time next step is whoever's helping you whether it's just a friend whether it is a therapist or a doctor or a nutritionist or your parents or yourself be ready to accept that help and know that you have to step into it Mm. you can get as much guidance and information from anyone you know it's kind of like when you're in your driving lessons and you pass your test the real test is when you're on your own yeah right and you have to want to do it and you have to engage with it so you have to choose that and you have to make decisions and actions based every day on what you know is going to make you feel better and Mm. good especially in recovery and that means going against a lot of your thoughts and a lot of your feelings and actually starting to live in the way that you know is going to help you get better and get a better relationship with yourself with food with body image might mean coming off social media or spending less time on it it might mean thinking about people in your life that maybe make you feel bad or those that make you feel really good and what you surround yourself with I had an obsession with magazines because that was my access Mm. as a 13 14 year old and I used to I don't know where I got this money from I used to buy about 11 at a time (laughs) (laughs) my poor mum was it like Miz and J17 I couldn't even tell you but all I would do was go to a page and be like am I as her am I eating like they are and you know that was my obsession and you know what I very rarely buy them now and it's not because I have a problem with them but it's simply because it was a behaviour that for me was unhealthy I don't slam them sometimes I flick through great but you've got to think about the behaviours that were once unhealthy and get new ones Mm. which feel better for you yeah but you can flick through them because you now have a better relationship so you now can take what you can and can't take and I actually do have a big problem with them because I'm like we are trying to make people healthy. If we're in this for the right reasons, then we are here to make people healthier, and what is healthier, healthier. and what is that? Exactly. It's, it's, you know, our ethos at Alternatively Healthy is giving you all the tools and resources you need to help shape the healthiest version of you. Inside so we're very out. much yeah. about what is healthy to you, yes. what makes you feel good. Yes. And actually, I don't like to slam major magazines or TV programs because I am also obsessed with magazines, and I do think the majority of their content is phenomenal. I just care at the way that they are making us talk about our bodies and they are making us feel really forced to be a certain way and you know if they're fighting this world of like let's get everyone healthier why are they telling us that we need to burn calories 24 hours after because it's not one size fits all no and it's it is tough because there's a responsibility i think that comes with everything that I agree. I'm real big on us accepting that we all have responsibility if Mm. we're putting stuff out there. What about brands? Like, the responsibility that brands have as well in terms of, like, clothing brands, adverts, gyms. There was one that was quite recently about, like, having to, like, kill yourself in the gym to feel like, we can't talk (laughs) names. But, yeah, it was just awful. It was absolutely awful. And I just think, guys, if you can take one thing away from this as well, it would be to 
being a bit more mindful, right? Well, Tally actually did a video the other day on YouTube and oh, she I saw said that. Was brilliant. she spoke about a PT in a gym and on her course actually hearing them say, the reason I say this stuff, what you've just said about killing yourself, it's just come to me now, is so that they'll get clients because <gasps> they're focusing on that person's weak spot. And wow. You know, like Oh my god. And that's we're basically and we see this everywhere. They're playing on people's vulnerabilities. Get this cream and you'll look like this. No, or it is your hair brittle or are you do, feeling this? And it's like, oh my God, I yeah. need this to heal myself. Yeah. Where actually you just need to look inside yourself. Yeah. And guys, we're not trying to tell you not to trust anything no. or trust anyone because I think that then can cause a little bit more But you've got confusion. to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, I think it's just about trying to find credible sources we're giving you them we're trying to put them in front of you by knowing you know if you've got an issue with food don't go to that girl with 500,000 followers who's lost a lot of weight recently who you think might know you know go to someone like Laura who is absolutely going to give you the advice that you need and I really loved what you touched about about saying admitting it mm-hmm. I think that goes with anything in life. There's horrible feelings yes. that come around admitting anything. You have to kind of overcome it's scary. It. Yeah. It's very exposing. And you do feel like crap um, for a bit. You do, but mm. it's, you know, an antibiotic you take you for worse before you get better. And mental health right now is a big topic. And yeah. we're trying to get the conversation going. And health is mental health. Yeah. You know, your well-being and having that conversation. We're having it right now. We've yeah. both been very open. And yeah. quite a few people are going to hear this. Yeah. But for me, the minute I started sharing my story when I was 2021 was the minute I started healing. Yeah. I'll be really honest with you. The start of the healing. It really was for me. Yeah. I think my journey is to healing wasn't really ever focused on food. It was a lot more on body image. Mm. And of course, ins and outs of that came with food. Yeah. And of course, I was fueling my body with like making sure I was eating all the right food. So I think they go extremely well in hand in hand with a vicious circle. But it was the same process for me. I had to admit that I had this weird relationship with my body and that it was all about my body. And it's only now that I'm like... Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I've admitted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've moved on. I'm now like and look coaching. how much better you yeah, feel. And I'm coaching other people towards it because I feel <laughs> better. And there is something about not wanting to admit it. Do you know what? I've done a lot of reading recently, and there's a lot of words out there to say that we actually prefer being in a place of fear than in a good place mm. which you like to be in a place of uncomfort because it's safer there for some reason we are conditioned and the uncomfort scared. almost becomes comfortable yeah which often speaks volumes for eating disorders and really? becomes comfortable as in a comfort and actually it's mm. uncomfortable to change and recover but that's where the beauty comes and that's where the changes happen mm. when you are because it's true isn't it in life yeah no I think we've done an amazing job of trying to cover as much as possible (laughs) Um, and there's obviously so many different routes that we can go down but we will be doing a workshop won't we Um, very exciting and people can come along to that and we'll have plenty more workshops so 24th of April we will be doing a workshop together on like yay but healing your relationship with food, exercise, body image, how they can all relate. So yeah. you can all get involved and ask lots of lovely questions. If somebody wants to get in contact with you personally, what's the best way for them to do that? Email. If it's anything personal and you think you have a problem, please email because it's not really ethical for anyone to give you kind of personalised advice over Instagram. So, yeah. you know, if you want to drop me a message or connect with me on there, fine. But for anything really personal, please email me at laura at feelingwell.com. And in terms of what's coming for you this year... <laughs> there's some exciting things that oh might God. be happening yeah, we I can't, I can't tell you to go like no. yeah no <laughs> sorry guys you'll have to wait 
say um, it might but, be by the time it comes out but I just don't know we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that then yeah Laura's um, got a lot coming to her she is an amazing oh, person I feel like you. the work that you're doing in this industry at the moment is so needed and it is so thank timely you. and I just so you guys know like Laura is absolutely inundated aren't you at the moment with like people and I think that just shows kind of where we're at in this industry and yeah hopefully we can all and that's not to defer you because I also work with some fantastic other health professionals who can support you amazing yeah amazing well thank you so much for coming thank you for having me and that's uh, another episode done for us so lots of love Bye. bye you have been listening to the alternatively healthy wellness podcast series by Becky Rabin Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you